0: Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. And today I want to continue our our prophecy special on an imminent invasion of Israel that I I believe is is going to happen. Or particularly an invasion of the mountains of Israel. And um, we've been seeing last time that God's prophecies of the end times talk about Israel being regathered from the nations. And Israel actually capturing Jerusalem. Luke twenty-one, twenty-four, And that's a major end time sign. And that happened in 1967. And we're exactly 50 years on from that now. And there's another major end time event that has to happen uh, before, you know, the, the tribulation and the Battle of Armageddon and so on. And that's the invasion in Ezekiel 38. And I really sense that we're very close to that, that what's happened in recent events is lining up for that to be fulfilled. Let me just point out a couple of scriptures first of all about the end time controversy right now because recently we've seen a UN resolution at the Security Council that actually all the nations, well America, except for America which which was neutral as it were but really took the side against Mm. Israel, uh, all the nations declared that the occupied territories, which the biblical term for that is the mountains of Israel. That's the Judea-Samaria. That is the disputed territory. That is where all the fuss is about of Israel building settlements there because the nations have decided that that does not belong to Israel. Even though God says it belongs to Israel, the nations have decided it doesn't, that it's Palestinian land, that the settlements are illegal there, and that was now enshrined in a U.N. resolution, and even America didn't stand in the way of that. And so that there is a dispute between the nations and God, and it's this dispute that eventually will, will, will arise again and again as, the end, as we go further towards the end. It's called the, the controversy of Jerusalem and the mountains of Israel. Jerusalem is that right there on the mountains of Israel. And... Um, Let's just see two scriptures about this. About this is be the major end-time controversy. Zechariah 12:2 it says, "Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples." Basically, it says that God will use Jerusalem and the mountains of Israel as a cause of judgment on those nations. And every nation that tries to drink, to take hold of Jerusalem, to take it out of Israel's hands, it will become a Cup of drunkenness. They'll, they'll, be, they'll fall into foolishness and stumble and fall. For all the surrounding peoples in particular. And every attempt, as it were, that, that has happened even since 1948 uh, has, has led to disaster for those nations that have tried. And it says, when they lay, lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. So it talks about in the end times these attacks on Judah and Jerusalem. And we're going to look at one of them in particular. And it will happen in that day that I'll make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all the nations of the earth are gathered around it. And so the, there's a picture of all the nations trying to take hold of Jerusalem and carry it away out of Jewish hands, and, but they will actually be judged in the process. And any nation that comes against Israel and tries to take that land will actually come under judgment. And it says that God will judge the nations for trying to divide his land. What the so-called two-state solution is not of God because, uh, in fact, they, it is a dividing the land of Israel. God gave the land of Israel to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the land of Israel includes the mountains of Israel, which is the occupied territory, so-called occupied territory. And in fact, it's the core of the promised land. Where was Abraham, Isaac and Jacob when God said to them, this is your land, I give it to you by covenant, by everlasting covenant. They were actually standing on the mountains of Israel. That's the the mountain chain that, that extends from Hebron, Jerusalem, through Shechem and so on. That is the mountains of Israel. That's the occupied territories. And that's the very land that God gave to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob but the nations don't accept God's word and so they try and divide the land even though that land was promised to Israel even by the British under the and then by the League of Nations you know that was that was promised to Israel so it really does belong to her on every level but notice Joel 3 says behold in those times those days and at that time when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem So God's going to regather Israel. I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel. So even though Israel's been disciplined, it's been scattered to the nations, God says, they're still my people. They're my covenant people. And it says, they've been scattered among the nations, but now it says, the nations have divided up my land. And basically, he he says, I'm going to judge the nations when they try and divide my land. And that is going to be the issue in this end time situation. Because the mountains of Israel belong to God and God decided to give them to Israel. But the UN uh, has made this security resolution that actually it belongs to to the palestine to palestine which never has been a nation but anyway now that's the big issue now in ezekiel 38 it describes this invasion and the setting of ezekiel 38 if you read from ezekiel 35 I'd, if i had time I, I would read more from ezekiel 35 it talks about let me let me just give the context of that In Ezekiel 35, is really a judgment against Edom, which is in in Jordan. And it talks about an hatred, that because they had an ancient hatred against Israel, and have shed the blood of the children of Israel, it says that God is going to bring judgment against them. And then in verse 12, it says, um, I've heard your blasphemies, which you have spoken against the mountains of Israel, saying they are desolate. They are given to us to consume. So these, this is basically as it were the arab nations saying the mountains of israel belong to us. And and god and then it says thus with your mouth you've boasted against me and multiplied your words against me and i've heard them. So god's not happy with that and god's going to act. And so the issue is about the mountains of israel in the prophecy. And that's the issue very issue today is israel, the jews building settlements on the mountains of Israel. That's going to be more and more the issue that brings about this invasion in Ezekiel 38. And he says in chapter 36 begins by saying prophesy son of man to the mountains of Israel the mountains of Israel and say mountains of Israel hear the word of the Lord because the enemy has said to you Aha, the ancient heights have become our possession. And so they are claiming based on this UN resolution that the mountains of Israel belong them and God says actually in the prophecy that um, mountains of Israel hear the word of the Lord he basically says I am against all the nations who are trying to take that land to themselves as their possession uh, but and I am committed to restoring the children of Israel to the mountains of Israel. And he says, I have spoken in my burning jealousy against the rest of the nations and against all Edom who gave my land, God says it's my land and I can do with my land as I please and I've given it to Israel who gave my land to themselves as a possession with wholehearted joy and spiteful minds in order to plunder its open country. And so this is the end time issue in God's eyes. It says, it goes on and says that because Israel sinned They were scattered to the nations, and God dealt with them there. But, he says, I bring them back into the land. And and in Ezekiel 36, he says in verse 24, I take you from the nations, I'll gather you out out of all the countries, and I'll bring you back into your own land. And then I will cleanse you from all your idols, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. And I'll take out the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. And then it describes that they will have dwell in the land during what we call the millennium. So in Ezekiel 36 it describes a two stage regathering. They're brought back to Israel and in particular to the mountains of Israel. The heartland of Israel. And... They're in unbelief. But when they are back in the land, God is going to work on them and bring them to a place of faith. And that's the second stage is when Israel will ultimately come to faith in the Lord and receive the Holy Spirit. And then they will be in what we call the millennium, where, when Israel will be the most blessed nation in the earth. And then in Ezekiel 37, again we have the same picture of a two-stage regathering. It's the valley of the dry bones and the scattered bones of Israel is Israel scattered among the nations. And then the word of the Lord is spoken the first time and all the bones come together and, and the flesh comes onto those bones and those separate bones become a single entity, a single nation. And that's the initial regathering of Israel that took place in 1948. But there was no spirit in them. And that's the state of Israel right now. And then he's told to prophesy a second time. And the second time he prophesies, the spirit of God comes into that man and it becomes a mighty mighty uh, army. And so this is the second spiritual revival of Israel and the regathering of Israel. That's going to happen just at the time of the second coming of the Lord. And then Israel will be fully restored spiritually to the lord and also naturally to the land and dwell in that blessing for for the kingdom of god age the thousand year reign of christ and so that's that's the setting and again and again we read that the mountains of israel are the are the key is the key area and then we come to ezekiel 38 which is positioned between those two regather. Israel is regathered to the land, and Israel is also occupying the mountains of Israel. That's what we call the settlements, and that's the the setting. But Israel is not yet in faith, is not yet, you know, in the kingdom age yet. And this is the setting, and this invasion. Is, in Ezekiel 38, is actually a major event that that is a major step towards the spiritual. Uh, Regathering and the spiritual revival of Israel. So we saw last time that in Ezekiel 38 that uh, we see Russia, the land of, in the far north from Israel, puts together a coalition of nations including Iran and Turkey, Sudan, Libya, North African nations, and they come as a massive invasion upon the mountains of Israel. We see that in, in verse 8 an international coalition, and what they will say is we're enforcing the UN resolution um, that says the mountains of Israel belong to the Palestinians. We're going to enforce that now under international law. We're going to establish the two-state solution. We're going to establish a Palestinian state. And and most nations will think that's a wonderful thing. It's about time to. uh, And yet God will be angry. Because God has already given that land to Israel, the nations have no right to do that. And so this will be a point at which God will step in and make his, his point of view known. And he will enforce his word and he will destroy those armies on the mountains of Israel. And so a new insight, one new insight I've had is that the mountains of, the invasion is not of Israel proper because then Israel would retaliate probably with nuclear weapons, but it's not an invasion of Israel proper, it's an invasion by Russia on the mountains of Israel, the occupied territories. And that will mean Israel probably won't feel able to fight back and they they couldn't really do so. And therefore it's a very targeted invasion. Uh, And this will explain why, why no Jews will be actually killed there, because it will be a judgment on those invading armies. What's going to happen? Verse 9, You will ascend, coming like a storm, covering the land like a cloud, you and all the troops and many peoples with you. And so there will be this massive invasion of the mountains of Israel to enforce the UN thing. And it says, again in verse 8, that the people they invade will be people who were brought out of the nations and now dwell safely on the mountains of Israel. Now, Why do they dwell safely or securely? Because, and I think the new American administration now, it wouldn't have been true before, especially under the last American administration, but the new one now will now not condemn the settlements, will allow Israel to build settlements, and they will feel safe because America, they're under America's protection. So they're dwelling safely and and immediately we see with the new administration, that the Jews are now quickly building a lot of new homes in that area. And that's going to provoke uh, Russia and the Islamic world. And especially if the, embassy, the American embassies moved to Jerusalem, that will also provoke. And so all of this will lead, and possibly Russia seeing a great chance of an advantage for herself, she will take this opportunity now to get a win-win as far as she's concerned get control of the Middle East, get control of the energy, uh, the world's energy, and um, enforce the two-state solution and be a hero in the Islamic world. And it will seem that will be Russia's motivation there in bringing this to pass. And she'll say, I've got a legal basis in the UN resolution. So because of the new American administration, at the moment, Israel is, do- is dwelling safely. So the conditions are there for this prophecy to be fulfilled. Let's read on. Then says the Lord God, on that day it will come to pass that thoughts will arise in your mind. That's Gog, the, in, the leader of the invasion, possibly Putin. And you will make an evil plan. You will say, I will go up against a land of unwalled villages. I will go to a peaceful people who dwell securely all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. Now, this was another insight that I realized actually fits the situation perfectly. It's called a land of unwalled villages. Now, that doesn't seem to fit, you know, because nowadays in the old days, you see, you used to, every city used to have walls and the unwalled villages were would live around the city so you'd have a fortified city with walls and then surrounding that would be different towns and villages but they would be unwalled so it talks about it being a land of unwalled villages of course nowadays no no city has walls because walls are useless against modern weapons so what it's talking about is the is the the corresponding meaning of that and it's interesting that, for instance, you have a city, and then the unwalled villages surrounding that city were called the daughters of that city. So you've got Jerusalem and the daughters of Jerusalem. Um, you've got the fortified city. Now, when there's a, the, the people in the villages around the fortified city would pay taxes to that city, and one of the benefits they would have is that under attack, they could run under the protection of that city. And, uh, and, and hopefully that city would do that in the case of an attack. So, this, these unwalled villages, the land of unwalled villages, is the land surrounding the fortified city. And when they're under attack, they flee for protection. Well, that corresponds exactly to the occupied territories. If you think of Israel as a as the fortified nation, not phys- well, yes, there is a physical wall, and and, and particularly it, there's a military wall surrounding Israel proper. But the, what's called the occupied territory is is not part of that Israel proper. It's actually the region around it. So although it's under the protection, it's not within the walls of Israel. Uh, it's, it's a land of unwalled villages. And of course what will happen um, when that massive army comes on the mountains of Israel, not on Israel proper, on the mountains, on that place that corresponds to the region of unwalled villages surrounding the fortified city, then of course they will all rush. All those people living in Judea Samaria, they will all rush for protection within Israel proper. And so the invading army will meet no resistance. They'll just swamp and cover the mountains of Israel. As I say, that those Jews will flee within the wars of Israel. And at that time now, that's exactly what God wants. Because as that army covers the mountains of Israel, then God's going to step in and judge that army and actually Without any weapon being fired, God will personally destroy those armies on the mountains of Israel. And everyone know will know it was a divine judgment. And so notice it describes the situation. It fits the present day. Not only the nations that are attacking Russia and all the Islamic nations named would very much be in their interests and their desire to attack. The Islamic nations, of course, would want to do so, but they wouldn't feel able to defeat Israel. But if Russia was the leader of that, then, of course, they would be right there. And it says it's an evil plan. It says that it's a land of unwalled villages. That's exactly the case. It's a peaceful people. In other words, they just want to live peacefully. They, they They don't want war. And it says they dwell safely. Well, again, they, they are they will be dwelling safely because they think they're protected by America. And they don't have they don't, but they're not surrounded by walls. They're not part of Israel proper, so they are You know, there there's a certain little patrols that defend them there, but there's no military defence that can protect them there, and so they're not really protected there. And so it says that. Um, these invading forces want to take plunder, take booty, take control, stretch out your hand, that means to take control of the waste places again inhabited and against the people gathered from the nations who, who dwell in the midst of the land. And again, they do, the midst, the heart of Israel is in fact the mountains. Biblical Israel is the mountains of Israel. And it's also could be translated the midst of the of the earth. In other words, if Russia controls Israel, that land there, Russia will control the whole Middle East. And so this invasion could happen any time. There are some nations, not many, but there are some nations who stand against this invasion. Because it says, Sheba Didand, and the merchants of Tarshish and all her, their young lions will say to you, to to God, to Russia? Have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty? To carry away silver and gold? To take away livestock and goods? To take great plunder? They will question this invasion. doesn't say they'll do anything about it. Maybe they just don't have time because God's going to roll up his sleeve and take action. But they question it. because Why do they question it in that manner? Because because these invading armies will say, look, we're just applying the law, we're just enforcing the international law, we're enforcing the two-state solution, which everyone says is right, and we are are going to take that land back for the Palestinians. But Sheba Didan, the merchants of Tarshish, they are going to say, no, that's not your real motive. Your real motive, of Russia at least, is that you are doing it for your own personal gain. You're doing it to get control of the whole region, which will have great economic benefit for them, especially with the gas and the oil discoveries in Israel made recently. And who is Sheba Didan? Well, that is Saudi Arabia, That's, uh, which is interesting that Saudi Arabia, although Islamic, is aligned with, with the Western nations. Uh, and so they're not going to like it. Again, because this will be Russia actually taking control of the Middle East. Um, and, of course, Iran with Russia, very much their enemies there of those forces. But the thing I want you to, to note particularly, and I'm going to develop this next time, is Tarshish. Who is Tarshish? And it talks, describes Tarshish in terms of merchants. So Tarshish is a trading nation. And it talks about Tarshish being a lion and the lion is a figure for the United Kingdom. I'm going to prove this next time but I believe Tarshish is the United Kingdom. And she has lots of young lions or young cubs that have, that have been connected with her. And these young lions are the Commonwealth nations and it include United States and Canada and the Commonwealth and nations that have been under in a sense, uh, under Tarshish in times past, or come from Tarshish. And these are the ones that will object. So here we see um, the alignment of nations that Russia will align with Turkey and Iran in the end times, and we see that happening. We see Saudi Arabia, although Islamic, will be against this. And we also see Tarshish and her cubs, also against it. This is predicting that the UK and the USA and the Commonwealth nations will actually take a pro-Israel position in in at these times. And that's something we need to pray for. And that they will stand in some sense stand against this invasion. And um, this is going to this has important consequences for us at this time. Um, but they don't do anything. I'd like to believe that they would have, but God doesn't. there isn't time for them to do anything because God himself decides to deal with this situation personally. And so next time we're actually going to see um, exactly how God deals with it. But let's just read on a little bit. Son of man prophesy and say to God, Thus says the Lord God, On that day when my people Israel dwell safely, will you not know it? They, they will be dwelling securely, it says. Notice God says, they're my people. Even though they've been scattered through the nations, they're still God's covenant people. Forget the replacement theology that says they're not God's people anymore. God says right here, they're my people, they're my covenant people. If you attack them, you're attacking me, and I'm going to take it personally. He says, then you will come from your place out of the far north. That could only be Russia, the far north. You and many peoples with you, all of them riding horses, a great company and a mighty army. You'll come up against my people, Israel, like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days that I'll bring you against my land. Notice God says, these mountains of Israel, they are my land. And you're coming to take my land. And I'm going to stop you. I'm going to deal with you. You're coming against my law. And God says why he does it. He says, so that the nations may know me when I'm hallowed in you, O God, before their eyes. God says, this is, um, this is, I'm going to demonstrate my glory in this, and the nations will know that I'm alive, that the God of Israel is alive, the God of the Bible is alive. We're going to pick this up next time. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And our vision is to spread the in-depth teaching of the word of God to the ends of the earth, but we need your help. If you can partner with us or, or pray for us, contribute to us, it will make all the difference to make this possible. We are living in the end times and we, if we understand the signs of the times, we will be alert to the day in which we're living in and fulfill our role. And it says the sons of Issachar had a special anointing to understand the times. And I want to recommend my book called The Keys of Time. It will Open the area of Bible chronology to you, and it will tune your spirit to understand the timings of God in the Bible and in the future. And connected with that is my book, Signs in the Heavens, and it shows all the signs how God speaks through the heavens uh, in all the types of miracles in the Bible, especially concerning the end times. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515086.